If you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or a small business owner, and you just don't have enough hands to do everything you need to do, you are going to want to listen very carefully to this interview today. But before we get started, I want to invite you to go over to my website, overwhelmsucks.com, and pick up my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. Overwhelm is a big deal. Overwhelm can kill your productivity. So let me help you out, overwhelmsucks.com, to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. That website again, one more time, overwhelmsucks.com. Dot com. John Jonas is a virtual work guru who helps small businesses outsource their tasks so they can focus on what matters most, running their own company. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here because as a productivity guy, I'm known as Mr. Productivity on LinkedIn and other places. I believe that as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business owners, there are things we need to do because we're really good at it, but we get trapped, especially solopreneurs, which is, I have a love for solopreneurs. We do a lot of the admin work. We do a lot of stuff that's not moving the needle toward our goals. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because you are an expert on hiring VAs. And I think for me anyways, I first heard about this thing called VAs from Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, and how you can actually get these other people who are probably better at doing the certain things that you need to do than you would ever be. So let's talk about it. But what I want to start out with, I want you to, I want to start on a level playing field. So if someone's tuning in and going, what's a VA, let's, let's assume people don't know what a VA is before we get into how you can hire one. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to add a couple tweaks here then. Um, so a VA is a virtual assistant and most people associate virtual assistant with a secretary. It's like a person who can follow instructions they can do data entry. They can maybe schedule calendar things. And that's about it. So years ago, I realized like, I'm not hiring a secretary here. I, I have almost 40 people that work for me now, full-time in the Philippines. And I realized like, these are really, really talented people. Like I have a video audio editor. I have a really talented user interface designer. I have a graphics designer. I have five different programmers, like PHP programmers who are also really good at like JavaScript and servers. I have a server admin. I have a social media content writer, right? I realized like these aren't, these aren't, it's not an assistant, right? It's right. not, it's not just a virtual assistant. And so I started calling, I realized these are specialists. They're, mm. They're really dang good. And that's, I think, one of the pitfalls why people look at a virtual assistant and they're like, oh, yeah, no, like, eh. I want, I want someone that can be really, really good at something, right? So I call them online Filipino specialists. Oh, I, lo I love that. I love that because business owners have to use spreadsheets. Wow. I, I hate spreadsheets. Okay. I hate spreadsheets. I hate sitting down in front of a spreadsheet and going, okay. How do I use this, this formula? How, how do I craft these cells together? And I get so confused. But to your point, there are people like your crew who are, they eat, breathe, dream, and fantasize about spreadsheets. Why would I want to pull my hair out? Although this is an audio podcast and I don't have any hair but voluntarily. 
but why would I want to go through that stress when I can hand it off to someone who's number one is going to do a much better job than I ever could. So to your point, they are not just secretaries. There, there are, I wish they would change the name virtual assistant because there's so much more. I like your term of specialist, but my point is a lot of these things you, we can't be the master of everything. Like I'm really good at getting people unstuck, but maybe the other stuff I shouldn't have someone else do it. Who's better than I could ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I don't like the term virtual assistant either. That's what I'm trying to change it to OFS, online Filipino specialist. Um, but yeah, there, man, there's like such talented people out there that are, that really want a job that want to work full time, that want to make you happy, that want to do good stuff that don't, that are loyal and honest and hardworking. And it like, it's, it's a different, once you, once you get into this, it's, it really opens up a lot of possibilities. And I see it every day, like employers that are, they did, they had no idea. They put it off because they thought, Oh, this is crappy. It's a babysitting job, outsourcing, blah, blah. And they do it the first time. And they come back to me a month later and like, Oh my gosh, this changed my life. This is so dang good. <laughs> Well, I find some people I know here in the States use people in the Philippines and they say it's magic because they will send them a project before the end of their day here in America and they wake up and it's done. It's like magic. They send it off to this someplace in the cloud that comes back finished. And because they're on the opposite side of the world, they're working while you're sleeping. Yeah. So for me, I love that time difference because so I only work like, 15, 17 hours a week. And wow. Though that time is spent, it's super duper productive for me because I get zero interruptions. All everybody that works for me is in the Philippines. And so nobody interrupts me. Nobody wants to chat with me. Nobody wants a phone. I mean, customers want phone calls with me every single day. And I I won't, I will not do phone calls. But um my work time is super duper productive. And then yeah, I send work to them. They do it while I sleep and I get up and there's work done and I go skiing. Um, <laughs> but I also, and I also want to point out that like this, it, it's not magic. It, it's not, they're not magic human beings in the Philippines, right? They're, they're humans. Mm -hmm. They have families and problems and needs and desires and wants, and there's all kinds of stuff going into it. And you're not just going to hire someone and all of a sudden everything is magic and it's all just done and send them a project and it comes back the next day. Perfect. Cause that's not, it's not really how it works. Hmm. It's really good. It's not magic. Like there's some work involved. Yeah, I bet. Now let me ask you this. What about the language barrier? Because I know I've talked to some people who said they struggled getting common specialists, virtual specialists, and some people that have had no issues. So obviously they speak a different language over there, but obviously they speak English because I don't think you speak their language, correct? Right. I do not speak Tagalog. Um, we have over 2 million Filipino resumes in the database that we have. And like, we don't, we don't recruit them. We don't vet them. They come and sign up. It's kind of like indeed.com, right? Oh, wow. But, but just for the Philippines, we have 2 million. They're all, everything's in English. So the Philippines is an interesting place in that the government, okay, so there's 7,000 islands in the Philippines, and wow. there are like 130 spoken languages. And these aren't just like Southern 
U.S. English and California English. <laughs> These are like you don't understand each other dialects of wow. Tagalog. So here's what happens. The government realizes, oh, yeah, this is seriously hindering our country's ability to work together. So they mandated English be the language of business. Wow. They mandated that it's taught everywhere. So like a lot of elementary schools are taught in English. Like they teach science in English. They teach math in English. Um, they teach Filipino. They, they call it Filipino, not Tagalog. They teach it that in Tagalog, right? Um, but so I have a, a married couple on my team. And one of them is a content writer and one of them is a customer support slash quality assurance specialist. And when they got married, one of them spoke Cebuano and one of them spoke Ilocano. And those those two languages are not compatible. They do not understand each other. So at home, they speak English to each other. Uh Um, And it's awesome. And they're like, they're both perfectly fluent in English. Um, In fact... If you've read anything from me, you've probably read her writing. <laughs> uh, and you would never know it. So that's so incredible. English, it can be a barrier depending on how well you recruit or hire, because not everyone's English is perfect, but you can definitely find it. And and then the Philippines is like super westernized. They they watch American TV, they watch American movies, they watch the NBA. You know, it's it's English is super, super prevalent. Have you ever been to the Philippines? Only one time in 2010, I took my family on vacation for a month and we went to like the most popular beach in the Philippines and sat there for a month. And I was, I was actually really surprised. Like we, we flew into Manila. We spent a day in Manila before flying to this other Island. And as we walked around Manila, there's street signs are in English stamped on the concrete on the sidewalk. It says Makati city traffic. Like I, had, I took a picture of it because I was so surprised. Everything's in English. Like billboards are in English. I'm in the lobby and there's a, a hotel guest and a clerk arguing with each other. I turn around, look, and they're, I'm like, what's this is weird. I understand everything that's going on. They're arguing in English. They're both Filipino. Wow. Well, I've only been out of the country a couple of times. One of them, I went to France back in 2010, and it's amazing. They have the signs in French and right below is English. And apparently I have a lot of friends who travel around the world and English is everywhere. Uh, we, our church did some uh, exchange students with China and in China, you have to learn English, you, whether you like it or not, you have to learn English because English is, I guess, the language of business worldwide. Yeah. In the Philippines, it's just like extra, extra prevalent. So like in in India, they speak English, but it's not, it's not the same. So, and I'll I'll tell people this, you'll never have a communication problem with the Philippines. Um, They will always understand you. You will always understand them. Whether they may not do what you're asking them correctly, because what you're saying may not be clear. Mm. I got an email from someone yesterday. This was, man, he responds to me and says, um, he was asking, he, he, so he put a job post on online jobs and he got six people that applied instantly and he sent a test task to all six of them. And he complained to me that all six of them disappeared. And I was like, well, you know, if six people disappear in the Philippines, that's a cultural thing. There's a reason for it. They didn't, they didn't just disappear for the fun of it. They didn't disappear because they don't want the job. They want the job. Mm-hmm. 
there's a problem. And he responds to me and says, well, here's what I sent him. It's pretty obvious. And I looked through, he sent me what he sent me his test task. And I responded to him and said, dude, I have no idea what you're even asking for here. I have no clue what you're asking for. And so you think what you sent them is super obvious, but you sent it to me and I'm seeing it. And so like, yeah, if I was them, I would have disappeared too. It's obvious you you can't give clear instructions and this is not going to work out. So that that's interesting because we all have our slang like down here in I live in Houston, Texas. That's y'all and fixing and but if you talk that way to Filipinos, they go fixing what your car broken. I mean, it, it means different. So I I think people when we get used to talking to the same people, whether it's on social media or in the office, we all speak the same dialect, the same vernacular. But if you go to another part of town or another part of the country, well that's a different culture. And I don't think people realize because we get in these bubbles and we just think everyone talks like us, but everyone doesn't talk like us. For example, over in Europe, this is something I'm learning as I as desperately try to learn French on Duolingo. We would say in America, we're going to the hospital, but over there they say to hospital. And it sounds yeah. weird. I keep getting that wrong on Duolingo. They don't say because it's assumed you're going to yeah. the hospital. You're not going to a hospital. You're going to the hospital. But it's little things like that that can throw people off. And to your your uh, the persons you had the issue with the email with, you got to stop and think. Okay, does this make sense? Because it makes obviously it made sense to him, but that doesn't mean the person on the other end or persons in this case would understand. And I think a lot of people are always in a hurry, and we make assumptions as long as we understand it. But us understanding is not the point; it's the receiver that's the point. Yeah, and with him, it. It was it was less even less of like them understanding because I'm sure they understood what he said, but what he said didn't make sense. Ah. It like as I read it, it was like I mean I, I I see what you're saying here, but there's no there's no nothing is clear mm-hmm. about this. I don't know what you even want me to do, <laughs> and. You know, like I, I, I mean, I speak perfect English, and his, <laughs> he's in the U.S. And it, sometimes we just. So here's what I found, because I've seen this quite a few times where someone will send, someone will be so frustrated because someone over there they didn't they disappeared they didn't want the job they're lazy they, and none of that's true. So what they they end up sending me their stuff and what I see is your instructions were crappy <laughs> because. Probably because you understand what you want them to do really well. And as you make instructions, you're making assumptions about things that you know that are super obvious to you, mm-hmm. but they're not obvious to someone else. And so you'll leave things out and you not do it on purpose. Um, and I've done, I do this myself. Like I've, here's, this is a common scenario. I will send someone instructions and I'll get the work back. And I'm like, dude, this isn't even close. This is not. Did you not watch the video that I made for you? This is like terrible. And so I'll make another video and explain it again. And they'll do it wrong again. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'll go back and watch my video. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) I can. All right. Now I like I nothing about what I said was clear. This happened to me this week. Um, So we just have to be be careful in when something goes wrong, you can assume. Well, I, I did something wrong here. 
it's probably not them because they're trying really hard mm. to keep the job because it's hard to find a job in the Philippines. And it's especially hard to find a uh, work from home on your own hours, making good money, working for a foreign boss, which elevates your social status in the Philippines job, um, especially a stable long-term job. It's just hard. Mm. So they really want to keep that job. And if you're not like, if they, if they can't keep the job because they don't know what you want, they don't know how to do what you want because your explanation is not there. Then it's really hard. And their default is to disappear. Got overwhelm? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com. Well, you know, I take it to what I do every day, and I never assume anything. So if I create a landing page, a funnel, or something like that, I'll let my wife, who's not in business, she doesn't do what I do. And I say, well, what do you think about this? And if she goes, I don't get it. So instead of me like publishing it, I'm like, oh, if she doesn't get it. Uh, I have to go back to the drawing board. And I think anyone, whether you're talking about a VA or you're talking about someone in your office or you're talking about your clients, give it to someone. Maybe it's your elderly parents, a neighbor and say, hey, do you understand this? Just read this page. And if they go, I don't get it. That's a warning sign. That if they don't get it, no one else is going to get it. So I want to make sure we address how to hire a virtual specialist. Like I'm remembering that. See, I'm trying to, I'm trying to program people's mind here. So tell us how we can effectively hire a virtual specialist. Cause you don't, it's not like you pick a name of a hat. There's probably a process so you get the right person. So walk us through that, please. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, I'm, I'm going to cover this. I'm going to cover this briefly um, because uh, just because of time, but uh, just so you know, I cover this in very much detail at onevaoa.com. Okay. So, um, okay. Here is, here's my process for finding someone. And this isn't the only way there are other ways, but this is how I do it. So number one, I, I recommend people hire someone. The first time you're hiring someone, hire someone to do something you know how to do. It's a big deal. Uh, especially with the Philippines, especially your first time hiring, hire someone to do something you know how to do. That makes the decision right there of who do you start with? Um, You're good at content writing, hire someone to do content writing. Uh, Oh, I'm really good at social media marketing, so I want to hire everything else. No, dude, social media marketing is not what makes you money. Focus on what, focus on sales, hire someone else to do the social media marketing for you, right? Okay, so you've decided what kind of person you you want to hire. Now that makes that makes posting a job super easy because you know what skills you're looking for. You know what to write in the description. You have a really good idea what the tasks are that they're going to do. You know how to give feedback. You know how to give instructions. You know how to get everything gets easier when you're hiring someone to do something you know how to do. And then you're also going to get time off something off of your plate, which gives you time back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first step, that's the first step. Second step, go to onlinejobs.ph and search for the skills you're looking for. And just look at some profiles. You just want to look at 10, 20, 30 profiles. You're not super concerned with all the details of it. I just want you to get an idea of what skills exist, what the people are like, and how much how much salary they're asking for. So uh, once you've seen this, number one, usually when people do this the first time, it's like super duper eye-opening because wow. you'll see, oh my gosh, I can I can hire this person full-time 
I want a social media marketing manager and this person's a social media marketing manager and they know Canva and they're really good at, uh, their English is perfect, right? And they're asking for 600 US dollars per month, full-time. Wow. Okay, that's, cool. That's Let's... really, I mean, that was, I was going to ask you at the end of your, your the instruction here, the cost. So you're going to save a lot of money because you're going to save your time. I, I don't think people understand that. It's not just the money you're paying the virtual specialist, but you're saving yourself time and people have to figure out how much is your time worth? And then you compare that with what you're paying over there. So that's, you've already answered one of my other questions. So I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, great. Sweet. Okay. So you've looked at, you've looked at a bunch of profiles, right? Now you have a really, really good idea of what to post in your job post. And if anybody in the profile stands out to you, bookmark them super, super simple or pin them. We call it pin, pin that person. Um, so then you post your job, you're going to get a bunch of people applying, and then you can contact the people that you pinned also. You can just send them the same message, or a super simple message. The message that I would send is, hey, I'm looking for a graphic designer. I'm looking for a PHP programmer. I'm looking for a whatever it is, right? Are, are you still looking for a job? Are you available? Because... Just because somebody has a profile on onlinejobs.ph does not mean they're available. It's kind of like indeed.com where they might probably maybe already have another job. And if they have another job, one of the great things about the Philippines is they're super loyal. And so if you contact them and they have another job, they're probably not going to respond to you, which is really awesome because once you hire someone, you have a pretty dang good idea that as long as you treat them well, they're going to be loyal to you. So like the first person I ever hired in 2005 still works for me today. Oh, wow. And he's amazing, right? And I have people that I hired in 2007 and 2008 and 2010 and 2011. They all still work for me today, right? Okay, so you you post your job, which is only a, a job title, a description, a salary field, and what skills you're looking for. Super, super simple. And since you looked at a bunch of profiles, you have a good idea of what the salary field is. You know what your job title, like it's all pretty easy. Now here's where the important stuff starts. So the next step is to start interviewing people. And depending on what you posted your job for, your our average job post gets 53 applicants, which is so many. It's too many. Um and we've had some job posts get like 3000 applicants. Wow. Which obviously you can't handle that, right? <laughs> So we limit it to 200 applicants, which is still way, way, way too many. So now you need to start weeding through people. And here's what I do. So number one, in my job post, I always put a tripwire. So I will require someone when you apply, when you apply, make the subject of your application, graphic designer dash your name here. And so I will, that's, I always put something like that in it. Or uh, at the as the subject of your application, put social media dash pink Cadillac. Just something stupid. Okay. And anybody who does not follow that instruction, I immediately do not respond to them. I'm ah, done. Okay. Right. So that'll cut out half of the people, and that's the half of people who didn't read your job post super well. They're probably not super detail oriented. You're not interested anyway. Right. It's a really really good tripwire. So then for the rest of the people who applied, I'm going to respond to them with probably the same four questions. And what those four questions are may be different. 
uh, send me a link to your onlinejobs.ph profile. Tell me about uh, tell me about your experience or something like that. I, I have four questions, and in in one VA way, I have like a hundred questions that I've asked in doing this. So you can pick them, right? <laughs> and and I'm going to interview people over email, and I'm going to send one, two, three, four questions across five, ten emails. And here's the reason: this is a virtual relationship. It's a virtual working thing that we have going on here. I'm never going to sit in the office with this person. I'm never going to sit on a video meeting with this person. It's just too, well, it's too difficult. It's not too difficult, but it's difficult for me because of my time work timing. Mm -hmm. And it takes too much time for me. I don't, I don't want to sit in a meeting. That's a waste (laughs) of time. An email (laughs) takes 30 seconds. A video meeting takes 30 minutes. Yeah. So in these emails that I'm sending, I'm looking at three or four or five things. Number one, did you pay attention to the details? I asked you four questions. Did you answer all four of them? Or did you only answer three of them? Did you ignore one question? Because if you ignored one question in the interview process, the chance of you ignoring one task Mm. after I've hired you is really high. Did it take you two hours to respond or two days to respond? Because if it takes you two days to respond in interviewing, it's probably going to take you two days after I hire you. And that does Mm. not work for me. Right. Cause I have no idea what's going on there. Yeah. Um, I want to know. I pay attention to your English. I pay attention to are there any red flags in what's going on here? Like, is something different in what your profile says versus what you're saying here? Because it's easy to have your friend help you edit your online jobs.ph profile. It's not easy to have your friend edit 10 emails. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm looking for all those things. I'm looking at your personality because you're hiring a human. You're not, you're not, this isn't a robot. You're not hiring a skill. Mm-hmm. You're hiring a human. And am I excited to get an email from this person? Or am I cringing when I get an email from this person? Because that'll happen, right? Yeah. So I'm taking all of these things into consideration as I'm going through this email interview process. And what you'll find is number one, you're going to drop people out of the process because you're like, oh, yeah, this just doesn't fit. And when I do that, either I don't respond to them at all. Or I'll respond to them and say, sorry, I just had to go a different direction. And that's it. You'll find that people will drop themselves out of the process. They may be found, they got in over their heads. They they weren't as truthful as they should have been in their application and your emails are pulling that out of them. And so they'll (laughs) just, they just won't respond, right? Um, You'll find you don't like certain people or you do like certain people. You're really excited about someone or not excited about someone else. You're going to drop them out. And, and you're going to find like this, this process works super, super well. Like I said before, it's not the only way to do this, but it's my way. When I get down to like less than five people, I'm going to offer a test task. Like, hey, will you do this test? If it's going to take longer than 20 minutes, I'm going to offer to pay for it. Filipinos are very scared about being scammed. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do a bunch of work and not get paid for it. So if it's going to take longer than 20 minutes, I'll pay for it. Or if it looks like it's something that's actual work in my business, I'm going to, I'm going to offer to pay for it. Like redesign this page on my website. Well, that looks like actual work, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to have five people do it. I'm going to pay them each $20, whatever, right? Um, and then the last step is to negotiate. And if you want to do a Skype interview, a Zoom interview, now's the time to do it. If you do it early in the process, you're wasting your time they won't show up. Um, and that's a cultural thing. And I'm not going to get into the, all the details, but now's the time to do that interview. 
Uh, and then I'm not just looking to hire the best, most skilled person. I'm looking to hire the best skilled person that I work well with. Because that's a big deal because, like I said, I hope to work with this person forever. And the reality is that that's possible and actually kind of likely. Uh, and so I want someone that I'm excited to work with and that I work well with. And uh, hiring is super easy. Now you say, hey, uh, I want to offer you a job. When can you start? Oh, I can start tomorrow, sir. Sweet. Here's your first task. Right? Wow. And on onlinejobs.ph, the only requirement, there's no requirement. You're, you've already contacted them. You're already talking to them. The only thing I'm going to do is go on, go back to their profile and click mark as hired so that other employers know this person is already hired. So, you know, when you're looking for someone, probably don't want to find someone full-time that already has a full-time job, right? That doesn't, that doesn't work. Plus, if they ever get marked as hired again, then we will notify you that your person just got hired. And then you, then you got to have a conversation. Uh, so, so that's a really good advantage of going back and clicking Mark is hired. That's my process. It's, it works really well. I don't worry. Like, am I, am I going to find someone good or not? I don't know. No, I'm going to find someone good. I I know I'm going to find someone good. Well, the one word that you said that really stuck out to me is loyalty. And I think that's one of the biggest fears people have, even here in the States, is this person going to be loyal to me? But you made that very clear that these people are very loyal to their jobs and to the quality and to you, which I thought was really cool. Now, when you pay, is it like you pay in American dollars and it's converted over to their currency? So uh, the the listener, for example, they're going to hire a virtual specialist. They don't have to do anything other than paying uh, in American dollars. Correct. It depends on how you, how you work it out with them. I have, oh, okay. we have people, in, we have people on my team that want, they want their salary set in Filipino pesos. Okay. We have people on my team that want their salary set in US dollars. So the people in Filipino pesos are not dealing with currency fluctuations. So right now the US dollar is super strong. So those people have had no effect from it. The people okay. that get paid in US dollars have had a huge raise this year because the US dollar is so strong. It used to, the one US dollar historically buys 50 pesos. Right now it buys 58 pesos. So those people got like a 15% raise this year just in <laughs> currency exchange, right? Wow. So you pay them however you want. You can pay them weekly or biweekly or monthly. We pay most of our people monthly. Um, we use Easy Pay, which is a system that we built at onlinejobs.ph. You could use PayPal, which I don't recommend, but you you could use it. Or um, Wise.com or Western Union. or There's tons of ways to send them money. Okay. Excellent. And you're just on your own. We're not, we're not in the middle. We're not in the middle. We don't mark up salaries. We're not, you don't communicate with them through us. You're once you've communicated with them the first time, you're on your own, you're outside of us. Okay. So let's talk about your website because it's very interesting. It's ask, even though we called it virtual specialist, it's not that's not the website. It's what is the website again? Okay, so I have two. And yeah, this one I one VAOA.com is where I teach this hiring process. Okay. And that that one I created before I realized like, dang, I hate this word VA. <laughs> right? But it's still there and I haven't changed the domain. And uh, One VA way. The other one is onlinejobs.ph. Okay. So that's okay. the Philippines. That's the job board. That's where you're going to find the people. Um, that's, where, that's where everybody ends up. Okay. Now, can you, there's a service called Fiverr here in America or actually it's worldwide. And that's one off. 
does your service do does these people in Philippines do they do one off or are they basically only long term? So at onlinejobs.ph, you can do anything you want. Okay. We don't limit anything you do. Um, we built it based on the well, so we built it before Fiverr. Um, but I hate I hate using Fiverr. I hate it because it takes just as much work to find someone good. And then you use them one time and that's just guaranteed turnover. Mm-hmm. So at all the jobs, we have people every day that hire someone for a single project. We have people every day that hire people for hourly for a certain amount of time. We have people that hire people part-time. We have people that hire people full-time. We've wanted to focus on long-term work, but you can do anything you want. So Excellent. most, most employers are hiring a, a, a long-term, they're hiring long-term help. They're hiring staff rather than hiring a one-off, make this image for me. Okay, makes sense. Well, is there anything else that you feel that the listeners should be aware of in hiring the virtual specialist or anything else you want to share with us? This is your time to fill those gaps in. Or you could say, no, I think we covered everything. (laughs) So to me, it's a leap. For for a lot of people, it's a leap. Like you're going to hire someone and make a commitment. This is, it's a serious thing. Um, and most people are like, oh, I'm not ready for it. I don't know. I don't know if I can actually find something good. You, and the only way to know is you have to take the leap. And whether you do that through onlinejobs.ph or you do it through Fiverr or you do it through Upwork or you do it through an agency, whatever, I don't really care. I, I just want people to take the leap hmm. and hire someone and see if this works like I said it does. Um, and if you go to onlinejobs.ph, you can look at our, we call it real results. Um, it's just like hundreds of messages that we've gotten from employers saying, thank you so wow. much or whatever, but you, but you have to take the leap and and it's scary and it's, it's scary. Yeah. Well, listen, you made it very clear that this is not someone who's an assistant. They're a specialist. And that's something I want to make sure the listener, you know, gets out of this whole thing that these people, if you have to do a spreadsheet, Probably someone over in the Philippines loves spreadsheets. I hate spreadsheets. I, I the formulas, all that. Like I said earlier, it drives me nuts. Hey, I can pay someone X amount of dollars and they'll do it for me. Great, because I, you know, I just I, I hate spreadsheets, but I have to use them. And I just, and I, I'm glad we hammered through on the show specialists because, to your point, assistant seems limited, but specialist, the sky's the limit. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, onlinejobs.ph, ph obviously for the Philippines, and one VA away. Is that is that right? Yep, that's it. One VA okay. Well, John, I want to thank you for being on the show today because I'm fascinated by how many options we have, especially for solopreneurs who can't afford to bring on a team, a full time team, and play you know healthcare and all this other stuff. And there's many options like yours out there, and they probably do really stellar work. And you don't have to have a team and office party and vacations and stuff like that to deal with. Um, So I I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your information with us. 
Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really appreciate your time and attention. Before you go, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you have not subscribed to this podcast in your podcast player of choice, would you do that right now? This way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be informed. Second thing is, while you are subscribing, please consider leading a rating and a review this helps the podcast get discovered and the third thing i know i'm asking a lot of you the third thing is if you know of someone who can use this episode right now why don't you just share it with them every podcast player that i'm aware of makes it really easy to share an episode so if you're thinking of a family a colleague a neighbor a friend who needs to hear this episode go ahead and hit that share button and send this podcast to them right away so i can help them like I helped you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back real soon with a brand new episode.